Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. Brought to you by Blue Sky Business Consulting. We discuss five questions in about 15 minutes. Hi again, everyone. Glad you chose to join us for the Team Engagement Podcast. I'm very excited to welcome our guest today. This is Baskar Ahuja, and he is the founder of Origin Scale out of New York City. Baskar, thank you so much for taking time to join me on our podcast today. What would you like the audience to know about Origin Scale? Pleasure, man. Thank you for having me here. Uh, about Origin Scale, uh, we started this back in 2019 uh, with the mission to bring absolute trust, transparency, and credibility to the global supply chains. It was right before COVID-19 hit, and yeah. uh, we wanted to bring that transparency, which was lacking. A lot of these companies, they were claiming to be natural, organic, and you know all that good stuff, all that markety stuff. And uh, we wanted to make sure that they are legit and they are able to prove what they are saying. So, so that's how we started. We started with the traceability software that was uh, created for the uh, for the food industry initially, and we uh, uh, basically forwarded into multiple other uh, other domains as well. Uh, so when we got into it, we found out that uh, customers not only care about transparency, trust, and all that, they also want to solve different problems in their business, like you know, uh, like a ERP could solve. So, uh, so, so that's why uh, we basically got into different mixes as well. But our uh, our goal still stays the same: uh, that trust, transparency, and credibility can be achieved through the power of technology. So, so that's where we are at right now. Well, that's great. Yeah, that's one of those, uh, the supply chain, especially right as the pandemic was starting to wrap up and that became a big issue. I can see where that would be something where people could be taking advantage of uh, things that they're not really doing, but claiming that they're doing. So I'm glad we got folks like you to help uh, protect us that don't pay any attention to those details, but need to. So Absolutely. that's awesome. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get to our questions, Baskar. Tell us a little bit, as you've been kind of growing the business is there a challenge that you've overcome that you're especially proud of? Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, there were uh, lots of challenges, to be honest, uh, you know, especially building this business around that time where COVID was uh, peaking up. There was so much, uh, uh, we didn't know what was going to happen. But I think the biggest challenge was uh, was hiring because when, when you hire a team and, uh, you know, you, you get the employees, I felt that people who were uh, who have worked in the corporate before, uh, there was a lack uh, between me or my team versus them. It was more like they come with uh, preconceived notions how certain things would happen. Whereas uh, if if it's a startup, you have to be very creative. You have to be you know uh, the budgets are tight. So uh, so so initially I. I did had to go with people who had a lot of experience, but uh, eventually, when when I got to a stage, I decided that no, I don't uh, like once once someone has worked in a corporate environment, it's just that the chemical wiring changes. So I just don't want. Uh, I I didn't like working with them. So I came from corporate back in the day, so I knew uh, about the flaws and all. So 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 since then, I've started hiring fresh graduates from colleges, schools, uh, interns, and and. I would rather train them and you know get them to a stage uh, when I have a clean slate versus uh, versus someone who has a lot uh, already 
been done to them by by corporate so um so that's what uh, that that was a challenge that i'm i'm really proud that i was able to fix it and i'm i'm, I'm at a stage where uh, i know who i have to hire and how i can you know uh, help them get to a stage where it's a mutually beneficial for for both of us that's a it's a great example of what sometimes not to do is to hire and then try and convince somebody to change how they are. You yep. just kind of picked them off the tree, so to speak, and brought them up. I love that because hiring is critical and nobody wants to do it twice if you can avoid it. Yep. And you want to try and get the right person in the right seat, doing the right job at the right time in the right way, all that kind of good stuff. So hats off to you for feeling like you got that on, on top of it. That's awesome. Great. Thank you, man. I'm I'm still learning, man. I'm I'm uh, you know it, it just it's just a process that you know I, I'm I'm not sure how it's gonna be in the future, but right now we're uh, at what stage my company is at. I like it this way, the energy and you know uh, that they want to do something. Um, so so that's that's what I like, and I'm 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 basically enjoying that. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Good for you. All right, question number two. How can leaders foster a culture of creativity in their team or company? Great question. So uh, creativity is something I think uh, when you have abundance of uh, of everything, you can't really achieve creativity. Creativity, for me, it, it comes through, you know, uh, on on tight budgets and, you know, tight environment. So uh, so for, for my business, I have always believed that, uh, you know, giving my team less resources makes them more creative they are they try to you know figure things out on their own with less budget and you know less time uh, i'd like to put a deadline to everything and I, even if i know that it's going to take 5 days i would say 3 and uh, i should not be saying it here if any of my employees hear <laughs> it but, your employees hear this right <laughs> yes uh, you have to raise it but uh, but that's uh, that's been working for me pretty well uh, that you know Keeping a tight deadline and a tight budget helps with creativity. And they would always come with uh, solutions which would even surprise me. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So so that's yeah. my thought process. And uh, I think there are other, other thought processes in the world as well. But uh, it's just that for me, uh, this has worked out. So I've been continuously sticking to that. Well, I like that a lot. That's a different approach to fostering creativity is to kind of have some not, not really artificial, but some constraints where you're kind of yep. kind of squeeze them in just a little bit and uh, see if they can figure out the solution. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And they All usually right. do. They usually they, do figure out a solution. They come yeah. through. And that, yep. that's why it's so interesting. It's I, I for, for whatever reason, the escape room mentality comes to mind. You've got just a, I don't know if you've ever done an escape room, but you have just so much time to figure out the solution and you're kind of under the clock and you're, you're thinking a lot faster and a little bit under pressure, but uh, I like that approach. I like that approach a lot. Well, question number three, how can leaders help their team members to foster trust between each other and with each other? So I think it it uh, a lot of it uh, relates to how I initially thought of my business. Like as 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 I mentioned that my mission is to bring trust, transparency, and credibility in the global supply chains. But even in the teams, trust is created or generated through when there is transparency and there is credibility between the person that if if we two are here if i'm being transparent to you you will be transparent with me it's it's a it's it's like reciprocates and same thing with credibility if something is given to you if, if there's a task 
I need to be, I need to know that you are going to come through with that. And that eventually builds trust. So it's trust is sort of the end result, but the main, uh, main pieces of it are, uh, you know, transparency and credibility that leads to that. Oh, I love that. So trans transparency and credibility add yeah. to yeah. trust within the team. Love that. Love that. Okay. Well, and I, I may have an, uh, an idea of what you're going to do as far as how you're going to answer this next question. But uh, is there a, a perceived failure that you've experienced uh, at some point that you turned into a win? Yeah, I think that when I started this company, that was right before COVID. And uh, when we started it, there was no COVID there. And there was no even, there was like, we were not even aware of what COVID is and all that. So when we started and we were building the product, we got to a stage where we had the MVP ready and we were like, let's hit the market and, you know, we want to test it and COVID hits. So uh, we were stuck and uh, instead of you know sulking onto it and you know sitting down and and shutting everything down we decided that okay COVID has it we don't know how much time it's going to take how long this whole process would take how the world would be after this let's see what we can do in-house so we decided to beef up the product while we were waiting for the markets to open up so that uh, so that sort of was a blessing in disguise for us and we which was like a failure for us but we converted that into a win because during that time when our developers were working on building the product we came to a when we went to the customer eventually when covid ended it was not with an mvp it was a full-fledged product and it was a very solid product that uh, you know uh, companies were happy to buy we were like competing with sap salesforce it was a it was that solid of a product so so that's that's a that's a big win for us and i think blessing in disguise i would say um yeah and, and uh, yeah oh, i love that that's that's a great example of uh what because that's the challenge and that's part of the reason why i ask the question is because as i'm consulting with clients trying to help them understand that yeah right now it feels like a big huge setback or a failure or whatever but there's always a way to turn that into a win there's yes. always a way to say, okay, this is not how we envisioned this. And it's not going the way we wanted. How can we turn it around? How can we use it to our benefit as much as, as possible? So that's a great Absolutely. example. Thank you Absolutely, man. You can't really, uh, you, you can only control the controllables, right? Uh, COVID right. was not, uh, we, we can't control that. Right. Yeah, what we can control is our teams are remote. Let's keep let's keep coding let's keep building right. the product let's take it to the next level so and you know uh, when we were creating those sprints we were building out the sprints we didn't know how much time we'll have or how long the covid would take we kept on building those things out okay this might be needed that might be needed like and and that actually panned out pretty well for us wow well that's great glad to hear that all right well our last question tell us a little bit about your first job uh, good question. So uh, my first job with uh, was with Motorola Solutions. Uh, uh, let me give you some background on Motorola Solutions. So it's it's a public safety company. It's not the mobile Motorola that, oh, okay. that we all know. So all the radios that you use in uh, for communication purposes and NYPD, uh, you know, a military, all those guys, they use those communication for public safety purposes. So my first job was with them. So this was, uh, I think, August of, uh, this was Feb of 2016. And uh uh, and uh, I'm 
I'm, I'm uh, Feb of 2016 and I was looking for a job. I was about to graduate from my master's degree and uh, I was like, I need a job. I've been applying for multiple jobs at that time. Uh, I wanted to get into project management. I didn't like the, uh, even though I came from a technology background, I wanted to be part of the bigger purpose, you know, know everything like from, uh, I, I hate when developers don't know the full picture of the whole scope of the project. So project management was something that has always enticed me. And uh, it was very entrepreneurial as well. Uh, project management, and that was uh, natural to me. So uh, but I did not have experience. So project management requires a lot of experience before you could become a project manager. So uh, when I applied, I don't know why they even interviewed me. I had zero experience. I was still in school. And uh, this person, he was director of uh, public safety for Motorola in New York City. He called me and he asked me one question. It was like, why do you want to be a project manager when you don't have any experience? I was like, uh, I have the skills. I just believe that I have those skills. Um, and uh, and then then he said, why compared to anyone who has got experience, uh, anybody would prefer those uh, versus you. I like I get it, but this is I, I think it's just a skill that you can that can be acquired, not necessarily by experience that you have to work ten years to become a project manager. You can become a project manager within three to six months if you have the right skills. So I was like, I have the skills. And uh, I think I'm I'm the right fit for the job. And he was like, okay, thank you so much. And I was expecting multiple questions out of that. Uh, but uh, he said, thank you. And I was like, okay, uh, this 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 is not going to happen. And I spoke to my uh, brother. He was asking how, how did your interview go? I was like, it was decent. You know, he asked me one question and I'm pretty sure. I'm, uh, so I started applying to other positions in different companies. And uh, I got a call from the HR and they say, you are hired. Uh, can you start this? I was like, sure. Wow. Yeah, so, awesome. so that was my first job. Uh, I started working for uh, uh, for Motorola Solution in, in Brooklyn, New York City. I was I was doing projects for NYPD, Fire Department, New York, all the public safety wow. project. Yep. That's awesome. That's a great story. The, obviously, the interviewer obviously saw something in you, so that was great. I don't know what was it. <laughs> Who knows? Who cares, right? You yep. got the job. Who cares? I got the job. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, mascot, uh, you thank know, you. Good, Go good, good thing is uh, that job really helped me with my business as well because, uh, uh, you know, as I mentioned, project management is very entrepreneurial. Like you get a budget, you get a timeline, you have a task on your hands. Similarly, in entrepreneurship, you got a budget, you got a timeline, you need to deliver something. So, uh, so it, it did help me, um, you know, building my business as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that that comes up a lot. That's part of the reason why I like to ask that question is because a lot of people, whether they're, you know, in their teens or a little bit older, or when they're early 20s, they start to learn through those first few jobs they have of what they like or what they don't like. And yep. the skills that they learn, regardless of whether they like it or not, often contribute to that entrepreneurial mindset and get them going. It's it's always fun for me to listen to what some of their first jobs was were and how it connects to what they're doing now or yeah and I'm, I'm, I'm like it's been a while it was what eight years ago eight nine years ago and now 2016 yeah so now i'm, I'm even i'm when i'm thinking talking to you it takes me back to those good memories <laughs> and you know it takes you back to where you know when you're in college and your life depends on that job oh it's so. great yeah i love it all right, Velaskar, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you? 
through LinkedIn. Uh, I'm, uh, you can search me on LinkedIn, Bhaskar Ahuja, Facebook as well. And uh, you can reach out to, you can, bhaskarahuja.com, there's a website as well. You can see all my projects that would uh, beyond origin scale that I do. I specialize in personal branding as well. So I consult with a lot of people who, specifically personal branding, I don't do company branding. Um, so uh, you can reach out to me there as well. And uh, my website is uh, www.originscale.com.io, not .com.io. Oh. It's a .io. I always make a mistake. So <laughs> I can be found there and, uh, and I'm happy to connect. Fantastic. All right. So again, originscale.io, not .com. Yes, so yes, sure. sir. Go look it up, everyone. Make sure that you add the .io, not the <laughs> .com. So. Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today, Baskar, as well as all of the viewers and listeners. Thank you for joining us every week. We'll see you next time. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to follow or subscribe to our podcast wherever you may be listening or watching. Is your business thriving? Go to tbs-score.com to find out. Thanks for joining us today. Have a great day.